I'm Joseph, and whenever I'm sick, which is not very often, I get this recurring nightmare of ice skating forever. Hi, I'm Charles, and the worst nightmare I ever had was when I'd taken too much melatonin, and that's all I'm going to say, except that it involved a black hooded specter and Star Wars at-ats. Mmm, sounds like a fantasy to me. And this is... We make Shmimik. Today we're talking about A Nightmare on Elm Street from 1984, directed by Wes Craven. Dun, dun, dun. The late Wes Craven. Yep. He was great. I've seen this movie so many times, because not the remake, but, but the 84, because it seemed like any time I went to a party in college or shortly after college, somebody would have that on. <laughs> and I do want to say one thing. Um, I do have an ex who used to, when I'd come home sometimes, yeah. turn, out, turn out all the lights <laughs> and hide somewhere in the apartment and say, Tina, we're not together anymore. <laughs> because of that. <laughs> well, that didn't help. <laughs> oh i hope it was a big place because if it was like a one bedroom studio <laughs> it was a three bedroom apartment so there were oh, a lot okay. of places to hide oh okay all right, all right, all right. this was an iconic movie for me i loved it um having seen it when it first came out not in the theater because i was too young i was like 12 and i think we were still in the philippines so i didn't see it till we moved here freak me out it's actually as these kind of things go <laughs> I, i'm not really a huge fan of the genre so i haven't seen that many of them but i do think that this is pretty effective at building up suspense and jump scares and the music is really cool i enjoy oh, yeah. the the yeah. music it's, it's so cheesy but it's actually really effective yeah yeah, it, it did its job. And, you know, I can confidently say this movie set me on a path to appreciate horror movies. I think it set me on a path to avoid them, but I, <laughs> but I do, uh, I do uh, respect it. And, uh, and like I said, it, it has a special place in my own personal history just because it reminds <laughs> me of college days and that sort of thing. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, it's, you know, and I have seen the whole series multiple, multiple times. And My, I have, and I have absolutely not. Oh, <laughs> if we were ever going to do a sequel shmequel instead of a remake shmemake, I can talk your ear off oh, all God. the way till the end of the series. I did see Freddy versus Jason, which was one of the stupidest things I've ever seen. Oh. My favorite was Nightmare on Elm Street 4 the dream master i knew that movie inside out well better you than me so let's dive right in okay so this whole thing starts with a new line cinema logo that's like animated kind of flickering yeah it doesn't like kind of staticky like it comes yeah. in in fits yeah. and starts so right away you know that things are a little off moody i had you know this the logo of the title, like the title card, 
It uses like a font and a design that's never used anywhere else except for this and in the closing credits. Like you never ever see, it's like that big block letters of nightmare. Well, the first, well, we see, we hear a heavily breathing person. Yeah. And you <laughs> just see his feet. And you see some filing and soldering going on. Yeah. Taking Homemade. some knives and putting them into a glove. Yeah. And where are we? Well, you would assume that this is a boiler room of some sort because you, you, you see and you hear the pipes in the back. There's fire. It's dirty and oily and greasy. So there's a girl who's walking down the hallway with all the steam and the dripping water. Yeah, and this. From the soundtrack, we find out what her name is because we hear Tina. Tina. <laughs> yes. And already I'm scared. Yeah, it's very moody in a in an effective way. But you know, I, as they were showing the the names, it actually said introducing Johnny Depp. So this was his first big feature. Oh, Johnny. I mean that that's one way I discover how old I am is to look at him now <laughs> compared to this. And he's like old. I'm like age is the great equalizer, isn't it? Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and I should know. Oh. <laughs> okay. Uh but yeah, this I think this part always scared me more than anything. There's some sort of sheep coming down the hallway. Yeah. Like I put down sacrificial lamb. I don't know. Not just, you know, you know me and <laughs> Catholic imagery. <laughs> well, you know what I'm going to sing now. What? The blood of the lamb. <laughs> All of our movies are just like meshing together. <laughs> it's cyclical. It's it's circular. <laughs> All right. So there's a lot of laughter. And reverb. <laughs> yeah. And now she's this girl who we know who her name is Tina, she's being chased. Yeah. And he's just popping up here and there. He's just uh, everywhere. Like he's like, he's over here and now he's over here. And let's, uh, why don't you describe Freddie for us? Well, in this version, because um, it was a low budget movie, they did layers and layers of um, burned skin on his face. So there's like an open wound, open cut, his eyes are sunken. Um, and it's like, it's as if his top layer of his skin burned off. And what um, articles of clothing are iconic besides the glove? So he's got this great silhouette of a fedora and this red and green striped sweater. Mm -hmm. and, and the actor is? Is Robert England from V. <laughs> yeah so this is his this was a big role for him yeah i, I think guess he's, v got him this gig okay because v he was kind of the bumbling alien right yeah, yeah. i mean he's still eight people or uh, gerbils or whatever but... guinea pigs oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> so tina's getting chased around he he's um the his knives like cut through a curtain yeah twice they use the same clip 
Yeah, and then he's got her pushed up against an incinerator. Uh huh. And you hear all kinds of stuff like lamb, baby crying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Screams, him laughing, and then when she's in front of the incinerator with nowhere to go, he jumps up behind her. Yeah. And, and that's where she sits up <laughs> in bed. She's in bed awake. Okay, so here's where we see the first uncaring parent. <laughs> like, uh, she kind of heard, you know, heard a disturbance in there. I think she was in the middle of passion. Perhaps. Well, yeah, because then this really gross guy is like, hey, you're coming back to the sack or what? So she says to Tina the most, just the most nurturing thing, because she notices that her nightgown in the front is cut to ribbons in four yeah. slashes. Yeah. She says, well, you're either going to have to cut your fingernails or you got to stop that kind of dreaming. One or the other. <laughs> yes, so like, what does that mean? <laughs> like, what, what, like, is that an ultimatum or something? <laughs> <laughs> or you're not welcome under my roof. I'm sick and tired of buying you nighties. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, she well, went back to bed. She, you know, yeah. she always back. So she takes the crucifix to. Uh, she does. Takes it off the wall and and uh, she's off to slumberland. And this is where we first hear the Freddy rhyme. Yeah. So this is kind of weird because it's it's a really nice day you know very bright and gauzy looking yeah and, um, very and these, carrie looking. it's like carrie uh, with the the exterior shots of the daytime yeah. and um these children are doing slow motion jump rope yeah and doing this nursery rhyme which basically you know those children i mean it's just for effect and mood but those are some of the 20 children that Freddie had killed. One, two, Freddy's come for you. Um, so it's kind of weird because they're in slow motion and then suddenly this car drives up in regular motion. So yeah. like, are we in a dream or are we in reality? You know, actually, I guess you could argue that this whole damn movie is a dream because this yeah. all, this kind of looks like a dream sequence right now. Um, well, I, yeah, I think that the cool thing about this whole movie is that sometimes you don't know when it's a dream and sometimes you, you don't know when it's a It's the back and forth that's really like disorienting. So this car that pulls up is a, is a red kind of vintage. Convertible. Yeah, with our um, heroes and heroines, <laughs> or whatever they are, um, yeah. of the movie, the high school kids. They're all talking about, well, Tina's telling them about her dream. Yeah. That actually, it seems like it sort of affects Nancy, who is Heather Langenkamp. Yeah. Uh, who is the, the main heroine of the film. Glenn, who is Johnny Depp, he says the, the way to wake up from a bad dream is to tell yourself it's only a dream right while you're having it. And then you wake right up. Well, I don't think that's a skill that most of us have. Yeah, he's it's very, called, like, pragmatic. <laughs> it's, it's called lucid dreaming, and I don't think it's a skill that... <laughs> I certainly can't do it. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I never know it's a dream when I'm having it. <laughs> yeah. I usually can't either, but um, 
I only know what I'm dreaming is when I really have to pee. <laughs> and I like, I pee in the dream. Okay, so it appears that some of them have had the same dream. We know that yeah. uh, Tina and Nancy have had the same dream. Mm -hmm. so that's a little bit concerning. Yeah, but then they go to class. <laughs> yeah, they just go into school. I mean, so far, it just seemed, well, we're just having dreams, and oh, they're very similar. But uh, now it's nighttime. Yeah. And, and it's I a guess, girl, girl's night over. Girl, and, girl's well, Tina was kind of scared because her parents are gone and that she's still a little affected by this dream. She's yeah. pretty scared. So Nancy's staying over there. Glenn is over there as well. And he's not supposed to be. Right. Um, so he told his mom that he was near the airport at a friend's house. At a so cousin's we, or something. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, a cousin. And so he puts on this sound effects tape. That Rod made for him. Who is the play for, boyfriend. Yeah. Right. To play for his mom. And first it starts out with, airport sounds and a, and a plane but then it kind of goes a little awry because you've got <laughs> motorcycles and a car wreck and screaming so whoops yeah. but uh, apparently mom fell for it anyway <laughs> <laughs> they're talking about this dream and it was what was the thing where nancy hears some fingernail something reminds her of yeah because as tina was describing her dream nancy goes you know that sounds sounds like something that I dreamed about. And she started um, describing it and said that she would hear these like knives on, like almost like a knives on a chalkboard. And she actually does the <laughs> sound. And then they uh, hear it outside. And it was a guy in a, yeah. And it was a guy in a dirty red and green sweater. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, Tina says, you dreamed about the same creep I did. And yeah. that's where they hear the noise outside. Yeah. So, of course, the male of the group, they send him out there. The male alone. in a sweater vest. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's preppy. Very preppy. Well, he's a jock and he's preppy. So he's out there kind of like, hello. And what happens? And we get a jump scare because Rod pins him down. Yeah, he just tackles him. And so he's a little bit irritated by that, as one would be. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like once they get over the shock, it's like, oh, you just, you big, you big lug, you know, here he <laughs> is. And uh, so Rod and Tina are just immediately going to head to bed. <laughs> They're, yeah, they have, they have stuff to talk about, he says. <laughs> right, we got stuff to talk about. Uh-huh. And, um. Glenn thinks that's a cue for him. <laughs> oh, yeah. Move I mean, in on Nancy. But uh -huh. she says, Glenn, we're here for Tina now, not for ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> so they go back inside and lock the door. They lock uh, the door. Yeah. Well, it's a pretty flimsy set of French doors. <laughs> yeah. All glass. <laughs> yeah. But then you and hear the music, so you know something is coming. The, you know, it's the eerie music. But now we cut to the really stupid, loud porn sounds. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it actually starts with the clock, though. You know it's 2 a.m. And so <laughs> they, they went to bed probably, that was like 11 or so. So it's been well, a... they had stuff to talk about. It's been a hot minute. <laughs> So uh, Glenn is hearing all this and he's, and he's like, he's on the couch. <laughs> yeah. And he's not able to, you know, he's, he's kind of envious and, and he goes, morality sucks. 
like it's not about morality i don't think yeah, well anyway it's i i think that's not the word i would choose um but then yeah the couple arrives together <laughs> yeah they 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 timed that real well yeah so the pillow talk is uh we have another great line when uh, he said he asked tina do you feel better she says yeah jungle man fix jane but yeah. then we find out that um rod also had this same nightmare yeah he actually Ooh. says he's like no more fights and no more nightmares for either one of us and then we have a short scene a scene lit where where is nancy this whole time and he, um and she's asleep on tina's bed because Tina's at her mom's bed with Rod. Um, and the crucifix just kind of gets knocked off the wall and falls on the bed. Yeah, and that's her first little hint of things yes. to come. Yes. Wakes her up, and she just, she doesn't put it back yet. That's later. Uh, she just kind of puts it on her side. Now, in keeping <laughs> with a very common trope of teen horror flicks, Yes. <laughs> it seems to me that the ones who have the most sex are the ones that are going to get killed first. Is that it's, right? Yeah, everything is a morality play, you know. So yeah. Well, morality does suck after all. Yeah. <laughs> so Tina's there, you know, Rod's sawing logs. She's um she's starting <laughs> to hear things. Yeah. There's even like something being thrown at the window. You know, like when somebody's a, a, a suitor and they throw the rocks at the window. Oh, that's what it is. He's there to pick up his Tina. <laughs> because you hear that again. Yes, you do. Probably the same audio recording. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Nancy's got Freddie. There's like a Freddie figure sort of like her wall suddenly turns into a... Uh, um stretchy material and yeah i this, love there's like this um figure that kind of stretches its way part way yeah i mean it's basically like a spandex wall behind her that you know you just push <laughs> through but then yeah. they try to like fool the audience because as soon as the the figure retreats back into the wall you know obviously it's a cut and then she takes the crucifix and hangs it back on the wall of course, they mm -hmm. had to replace the wall back to real wall. <laughs> she knocks on it. <laughs> oh, yeah, she does uh, give it a little solidity check. <laughs> um, meanwhile, Tina is, uh, you know, she's, oh, the first thing she said to whoever's out there is, who do you think you are? Whoever you are. <laughs> um, now, for some stupid reason, she decides to go out and investigate. Well, I mean, it's a dream and yeah. it's a teen horror flick. So, yes. I mean, she's got a lot going against her here. Yeah. So then she's like, somebody there? Of course. Yeah. Uh -huh. The answer to that, of course, is Tina. <laughs> and then this, this garbage can lid rolls around, you know, into the alley. And uh, here he comes. Oh, my God. Yeah. His face is very, like slick and slimy it looks fresh yeah it's it's it, there's kind of a, um, some exposed ganglia and things yeah but just i think they use a lot of like jelly <laughs> yeah it's very gelatinous and and uh 
and you don't always get a really good look at it. It just kind of shines in the light a lot, you know, yeah. here and there. And, yeah. and um, so he's coming just laughing maniacally and then he's scraping the knives. Well, because his arms um, were like, it stretched all the way from wall to wall. Tina's like, please God, to which he replies, this is God. <laughs> meaning his knives of course and now so he runs after her and he's kind of like bugs bunny because he can run after her and then he like there he is in front of her yes. <laughs> and now he's over here and <laughs> yeah well you know it's a dream right <laughs> then he um cuts off a couple of his own fingers and some green stuff comes out so well he jumps out of a out from behind a tree first <laughs> Oh yeah, well, yeah. So that was and then one of like, his... Tina. <laughs> he like cuts his fingers off. <laughs> uh, okay, so he's just pursuing her and pursuing her, and it's—I mean—we're kind of making fun, but it is ratcheting up quite a bit. Oh yeah, and I really love the transition back to reality when they're actually wrestling. Did you notice that? So he's on top of her, right? And she's like struggling, and all of a sudden she pulls a blanket over her. And then boom, now they're in the bedroom again. So like the whole time she had just been under the sheets. Uh-huh, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And so yeah. here we are back in reality. But I mean, I guess now, th I guess is she awake or not? Because I think she's still asleep. She's still asleep, but we see her and Rod sees her. Yeah, and, and he's awake. Yeah. So, I mean, she's just getting thrown around like, and she's kind of, writhing on the bed linda blair style and then she's scraped in the chest and now she's levitated and now she's dragged up the wall and onto the ceiling yeah oh my it's goodness. like a hamster wheel you know or like i think that's how they they did the scene with the room the whole room is on these like you know like a bingo ball jumbler <laughs> you know where they just turn the whole room so the camera stays on the floor floor but it could be upside down because of how the room is turned yeah but what whatever they do it looked like she's drag being dragged up the wall and oh, yeah. along the ceiling then she just kind of falls into a heap yes and under like the bed and then down off the bed in just a pile of carrion <laughs> yes <laughs> There's the end of Tina. <laughs> I know, it's sad. But then, you know, so like Nancy and Glenn are trying to get in the room and they hear Rod, like, who did this? Who did this? Yeah, he's yelling this? the whole time. Yeah, I'm going to kill you, 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 so and so. <laughs> <laughs> Bad person, you. <laughs> you big poop. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah when they break they finally get into the room and um the windows open and he's gone yeah yeah well because the next scene is police station obviously and this is where you find out that tina's mom and her boyfriend are in las vegas and, and nancy's parents are estranged yes and they, nancy's father is a lieutenant and this is john saxon in uh -huh. his famous toupee <laughs> and ronnie blake and ronnie blakely who you know she's had a great career it's kind of funny that she would be in the movie like this wow <laughs> you know she had a mortgage um i mean because she was in nashville 
she got an Oscar nomination and all kinds of nominations and awards and stuff and singer songwriter and all this stuff. And the funny thing is that I didn't know about her until I saw this movie. <laughs> well, so at least it got her name out to those of us who didn't know. I guess, uh, but her line readings are a little too put on for me. <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> You know, it's, well, hello, Donald. Well, hi, Marge, you know, there. <laughs> and um, Nancy is saying, well, you know, Tina dreamed that this was going to happen. Yeah. And uh, mom accuses Nancy of not taking this seriously, which I'm not quite sure why. But mm. this is where we get a really interesting, shall I say, line reading from Heather Langenkamp. It's like, how can you say I don't take her seriously? I know it's just she's not the greatest thespian, I have to say. I, I don't think know she's gotten you're... better through the years, but you know, this is one of her first movies. And she's also trying to play young. I mean, she's definitely not high school age. So um... Well, Tina's supposed to be 15. Oh. I heard uh, like somebody was calling it in on on the police bands or something. Oh um, no way! Ew! I know, I know, and and gross. Yeah, know. they look like you know twenties. They grow up. They grow up so fast these days. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there's where things stand. Yeah. Um, now. Nancy's mom assumed that she wasn't going to go to school after all that, but no, she's off to school. And uh, her mom's like, well, you've tossed and you tossed and turned on light, baby. Is that, is that close? <laughs> I was trying to give an example of one of the light beams. Um, but, uh, it's so hushed. But you, baby, you need to get some sleep. She's like, I'll sleep in study hall, which is pretty funny. <laughs> As she's hiding the bottle behind her. Yeah, see, now mom has a little bit of a drinking problem and she has these huge bottles of vodka or gin or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. She's always got them out on display and then she'll try to block them with her body. Like, oh, there's nothing <laughs> There's nothing behind me. What, what, what are you talking about? What, what do you mean what's behind me? There's nothing back here. <laughs> um, so, I mean, against her mom's better judgment, she's on her way to school and who jumps out of the bushes? at her rod pulls her into the trees and he's still, like i didn't do it a still barefoot rod with no shirt under his jeans jacket or his yeah. leather jacket and blood smears but you know while nancy was walking to school she actually sees a like a, a mysterious man kind of lean as if she's being watched i thought yeah i thought maybe her dad had some yeah police yeah. person kind of keeping an eye which i wish he would stay that proactive through the rest of the film <laughs> oh my god i will get send his deputy too. later he's like keep an eye out for my oh home. god well let's let's, let's leave that for a later time yeah um so while she's talking to rod who comes along with a gun but daddy yeah and um here's another you great used me daddy you used me Yes, thank you, Heather. Um, so, so they, you know, because first she blocked um, 
yes. uh, Rod with her body while her dad was going to go after him. And so that thwarted dad. But then all these cop cars come along and yeah. take him in. Pen him so, yeah, he's he's uh, he didn't get away. Um, next is a lecture in class about Shakespeare. Yeah. <laughs> and um, it's English class, I guess. Yeah. So uh, a guy with some sort of 50s ducktail thing is re <laughs> reciting some Julius Caesar. Yeah. And um, Nancy looks over and uh, there's Tina in a body bag. Um, a, a translucent body bag. I thought body bags were always opaque. <laughs> well, it's a Laura Palmer body bag. Oh, yeah. It's a it's yeah. a wrapped in plastic body yes. bag. Um, it's creepier that way. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, so she's kind of like, yeah, she's always showing up in this body bag <laughs> all bloody and you can see her face. Nancy. Um, <laughs> so Nancy follows her down the hall. Yeah. While the guy reciting Julius Caesar has now gotten like real weird looking and bad sounding. Dreams. His last and, sentence um, is like something about bad dreams. Mm, yeah. And so she's kind of going down the hall. Well, here's Tina in the bag on the floor, then getting dragged by some yeah. invisible force. Yes. So um, Nancy run, runs into a bloody nosed hall monitor <laughs> in a red and green sweater. Where's your hall pass? in freddie's voice with some knives well no uh, first she's like where's your hall pass she's like screw your pass and then she's like nancy no running in the hallway uh, yes uh, there we are um and we're down to the basement which is the boiler room again mm. and there he is freddie's bleeding green again oh yeah he cuts his like torso open and like, i'm not sure why he bleeds antifreeze but antifreeze and maggots <laughs> you're right and he's coming after her, although he says come to freddy and he does his tongue thing yeah he kind of does a little suggestive grossness with that yeah so nancy knows that she is asleep she realizes that and so she needs to wake herself up. Yeah, she's able to lucid dream. She's like, this is, this is only a dream. This isn't real. Yeah. And uh, there he is. So she just goes with her arm on a pipe. Yeah, she says, GDU. <laughs> I'm not going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we've never said anything like well, that. Well, I don't want to get an explicit rating. Well, it's too late. <laughs> it's different <laughs> if you're quoting the movie. <laughs> I guess that we are quoting the movie here. So by burning her arm, she does wake herself up and she's shrieking in the dream and then she's shrieking and screaming and writhing all over the classroom. And the <laughs> yeah. students and teacher are a little nonplussed by this. Yeah. Um, but she sort of calms down and the teacher's kind of like trying to help her out. And she kind of gets this look on her face like, kind of like, just, I'm fine. I'm okay. Just like, What's the problem? She's just so Jen Brady. <laughs> so she's gonna head home, and the teacher's like, "You'll need a hall pass." <laughs> <laughs> and outside, she sees that the burn is real because there it really is. Yes, it's just in the dream. Well, the next scene is um, she actually goes to jail to visit Rod, um, and she goes deeper into like what happened. I know he explained it a little bit when he pulled her into the bushes, and now he talks about it more. 
And this is when you actually find out that um, he describes, you know, what he actually saw. And he, he used the lines like, he just saw the cuts happening and as if there were four razors cutting at the same time. And he, he said he thought it was just another nightmare that he was having because he had one the night before. Um, and then he gets into the lore, right? That there was this guy, he had knives for fingers. And that's when Nancy realizes that he too, along with me and her and Tina, were dreaming about the same guy. Well, can I just say briefly that she took a long time to believe him after what she's already experienced and what she knows happened to <laughs> Tina. She yeah. keeps arguing. Well, how could there be somebody else there under the covers with you? <laughs> well, I mean, how could you not see the person if he was doing that? And it's not until he finally tells the whole story. It's like, um, Nancy, <laughs> I think this whole thing kind of fits in with what you've already been talking about and what Tina was talking about. And but oh well, yeah. So he finally convinces her. It it, it was it was a little too difficult for him to convince her. <laughs> Well, you know, because as she was leaving, she was he was asking her, you know, do you think I did it? She said, no. No, she's she's sure it wasn't him. Next scene. Oh, God, she's in the bathtub. <laughs> the weirdest pose. Like, is she in the bathtub or at a gyno appointment? Oh, well, you know, I mean, the, the tub's probably not long enough, so she can't stretch her legs clear out. <laughs> um, so she's kind of kind of dozing off um doing the the nursery rhyme yes this is the first time i heard the whole thing and i'm not going to do it here but we go yeah. one through ten <laughs> yes but it's interesting because um as a musician um the there's actually a melody to it and the version that she sings sings quote unquote sings here is a different melody than what the kids were because for the kids, it's always, you know, same two pitches. One, two, but it's down for you. And then here, um, it it's actually a, goes. It's a minor third, dear listeners. Yeah, five, six, grab your shoes. Like she actually goes down, like a modulated seven, eight, they up late, and then back to the original key. Nine, ten. And it's oh, she probably just has no ear, and they did a couple of cuts, and, and they didn't do any continuity or something. Well, but the score supported her. In the right key, in the same key. Well, so I, I doubt like, they were. I doubt they were playing it as an accompaniment at the time. <laughs> Somebody in a little Casio. <laughs> Nobody gave her her starting pitch <laughs> between cuts. <laughs> well, that's why there were bubbles in the tub because somebody had blew, blown a pitch pipe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so basically, she's falling asleep, and oh god, see, this is the worst. Uh, because this hand with the knives coming up in that area, I'm just yeah. like, no, 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 no. I can't deal with this. But like it, it, it fakes out. Like it, it goes back in because her mom knocks with more milk. Um, to which she, she replies, <laughs> gross, at the offer of warm milk. Yeah, because yeah, her mom keeps trying to get her to sleep. <laughs> like her, I'm like, for, I mean, there were times when I thought, is her mom actually in on this? Because all she's trying to do is get her to go to sleep. Yeah. She's also doing the, don't fall asleep in there. You could drown. It happens all the time. <laughs> I've got warm milk and a lactate for you. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, so she does fall asleep much against her mother's wishes. And um, not only do the hand, the knives come up again, but this time she's just dragged under. And of course, now it's a dream tub. So it's yeah. it's very, very, very deep. Yes. And it's dark into that hole with the light coming through it. Yeah, it's a pool under there now. It's, yeah. So she's thrashing around trying to come up for air. Mom can hear her screaming in there, so she picks the lock with what is it? A... Like an untwisted hanger. She's like, Hold on, baby, mommy's coming. And she's like trying to pick the lock with this hanger. <laughs> and she gets in there just in time. But I, I, what woke Nancy up? Was it her mom picking the lock, or did she just, just did she just wake up on her own? Because she's been drowning. Like... <laughs> Yeah, by the time her mom gets in the door, she's already up and like, what? What's the problem? She's like, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay. <laughs> and she does a costume change on screen with a robe around her. Because, you know, she gets out of the tub with a towel around her body. The, her mom takes the bathrobe and she puts it on, but keeps the robe shut as she takes the towel off underneath. It's very choreographed. She's past that age where she can let her mom see her naked. <laughs> yes. Yeah. She's like, well, to hell with this sleep crap. Now she's um she's getting some no-dos. Like it's yeah. it's called stay awake. Stay awake. It's not yeah. very imaginative. Viverin. She's getting that out of the medicine cabinet. What movie is she watching on TV to keep herself awake? There's a chainsaw involved. So what is it? Chainsaw Massacre? Texas Chainsaw Massacre? No, I thought it was Evil Dead because that was um um Bruce Campbell, you know, like with all the banging shutters and stuff. And um oh, that's when he okay. cuts his hand off and replaces it with a chainsaw. You know, she's still starting to nod off, but uh, she goes to look out the window, but Glenn's there on the trellis. Yeah, you can actually see him, like, there, like, ready Yeah, you to see pass. him right there under the window, yeah. You <laughs> yeah. see him from the long shot, you see him there. Um, so he's into the bedroom. Uh, he's like, well, I heard you freaked out in English class today. <laughs> <laughs> Shows him her burned arm, you know, tells him that she was... Uh, in this dream and she burned herself he's kind of skeptical about all this still yeah he doesn't you know he's uh does not believe in any of this dream crap <laughs> but he does agree to stand guard because she's gonna go look for this guy yes but before that she looks in the mirror <laughs> and says her famous oh, line <laughs> go god ahead. i'm 20 years old <laughs> That's because you're 24. <laughs> yeah, well, you look younger then. <laughs> um, so yeah, Glenn's going to stand guard, much to his, like, why, but okay. So she's going to go to sleep and go look for Freddy. So we're going out yes. of the house. Now, this is actually kind of cool, because she's walking along on the yeah. deserted street. And she yeah. goes, she looks back, Glenn, are you still watching? He, kind of comes out from behind a bush and says, yeah, so just checking. Yeah. So it's kind of like we've we've uh, sort of bridged the two worlds there. Yeah. Um, so she probably talked in her sleep asking that question. And then uh -huh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So she goes over to the jail. She's looking through the window and she sees Rod asleep. 
Mm-hmm. Um, now, Glenn, she's trying to get Glenn's attention, but he's not answering. Uh, we see Freddie going into Rod's cell. Uh-huh. We see shrouded Tina again. This time, some uh, things are coming Ugh. out of her mouth. Some like seeds. a millipede. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> but it's weird because when Freddie walked into the cell, like he just walked right through the bars. Mm-hmm. And he, he kind of, he doesn't really do much. He just sort of. He grabs the sheets. Like, right. like he's he, like he's kind of hinting uh, to Nancy what he's about to do. Uh huh. With all this stuff with Tina, with the millipedes, then Freddie's just jumping out of the bushes again. So <laughs> Freddie's chasing her. She runs to the house. She's screaming for Glenn, not hearing any response. Runs into the house. The stairs are now goo. She's like <laughs> sinking into this, like. I don't know what it is. Like apparently, it was pancake batter. <laughs> and apparently, Wes Craven did not want to do that. But I think it's either the producers or somebody else wanted to do it, so they filmed it, and then I guess <laughs> it made it in. So Freddie um, breaks the the little window in the door and oh. uh, just is through that and and up the stairs. She's telling herself that it, that he isn't real. Yeah, it's all a dream. It's all a dream. Yeah, but she's in the mirror when she says that he jumps through the closet mirror, the yeah. wardrobe. Yeah. So he's got her on the bed. He's he's scra- uh, scratching at her, and there's pillow feathers going everywhere. <laughs> oh yeah. And Glenn has just been nowhere to be found. You know, Glenn's just not answering. But luckily, yeah, well, he's there sleeping on the chair. Yeah, but luckily she set the alarm because that goes off. Yeah, here comes my favorite speech. Oh, uh, you tell. Me. I don't know why this just—it's just something about just like Glenn, you bastard. All I did was ask you to stand guard and wake me up if it looked like I was having a bad dream. And what did you do, you shit slap on the leg? You fell asleep. I don't know why. I just, that always cracked me up. That should be on a (laughs) t-shirt. All of that. Okay, so then, you know, because, and then the the mom is like, Nancy, Nancy. She's a little late with that, too. Well, you know, she was hungover. Here's where she decides to drag Glenn to the jail with her. Well, yeah, because, because she... She figured out why Freddie was there, that Rod was next. And so that's so why they're, they're going to go in and going to go and see Rod. And um, she's like, Garcia, like she knows <laughs> yeah. him. Garcia, we want to see Rod. Um, he's none too quick to let her do that. What's well, the middle of the night? Yeah, it's kind of like, well, he's sound asleep, but I mean, what makes her, what makes him decide to take her there? Does daddy get involved? Yeah, yeah, daddy's there and she begs him and he's like, will you just go check? But in the meantime, you know, you see the sheets kind of, it, it took, I'm sure in 1984, it took a lot of mechanical manipulation to have the sheets move that way to wrap around his neck to make a knot, you know, all of that. And this is all happening while they're dragging their to get her up there to look. Yes. And just before they open the door, he's up there hanging from the sheet and you hear the <laughs> Oh and, yeah. Yeah. 
just in the nick of time. So now it looks like he did it himself. Yes, exactly. And that's actually what Freddie is good at. Makes it look like you did it. Rod is so pale when they put it on the floor. (laughs) They put some some white pancake on there before before that shot. Some Ben So we're at Rod's funeral. And um, so the minister manages to get in a jab (laughs) and (laughs) something nice for Rod in the same sentence using two cliches back to back, (laughs) which is he who lives by the sword dies by the sword, but (laughs) judge not lest ye be judged. And people in glass houses shouldn't throw stones and nothing ventured, nothing gained. Always remember the LMO. And waste not, want not. And yeah. um, is Nancy talking to daddy after the funeral? Yeah. So um, after the that brief scene, um, Nancy's sitting on the steps of the chapel and then mom comes and uh, walks Nancy to their car, but then daddy's there too. And they have a little family conversation. Nancy's telling daddy that this, the killer is still loose. And um, yeah, yeah. she she describes mm-hmm. who it is, which is clearly Freddie, which takes them both aback. Yeah, like clearly, mm-hmm. obviously. And mm-hmm. she's continuing to describe, but daddy just shoves her into the car before she can even finish. But, you know, Marge caps it off by saying, a lie. I've got something better. I'm going to get her some help. And they drive away in a Volvo with California plates. Now, mind you, Nightmare out Springwood is supposed to be at Springwood, Ohio, but it's California plates. And later there's a palm tree on the bridge. This is, it's very California because that's where they well, filmed it. <laughs> Mom's had too many DUIs. She doesn't want to have the correct plates anyway. <laughs> yeah, they're to a sleep disordered clinic. Well, that's going to help. Um, so she's getting all wired up for a sleep study. Yeah, by did you didn't recognize the doctor? Yeah, and I don't, but I don't know what what he's been in. I, I knew his face, but he's the voice of Roger Rabbit. <laughs> well, I wouldn't have recognized him by his voice. Oh, well, he didn't do the Roger Rabbit voice. Can you imagine? (laughs) Now, how was I supposed to know by looking at him that he was the voice of Roger Rabbit? (laughs) I thought I I thought he looked familiar to me, but I I don't know what else he would have been in that I would have known his face. We're at the Katja Institute for the Study of Sleep Disorders. Oh God, Um, he's Doctor Katja. (laughs) Katja. So yeah, she's she's hooked up to the machines, and mom's smoking in there in the in the <laughs> observation room, and so he's like, "Oh, she's going into deep sleep now. Everything's normal. Oh, she's going into REMs now. This is a good one. Oh, she's her something somethings are the normal is three, and she's up to fifteen now. Oh, you know, and now the needle is just going. The yeah. size seismograph or whatever is just off the charts. She's screaming and writhing around they wake her up 
and some nurse tries to give her a sedative. Oh, this will help you sleep. She's like, <laughs> no, get that away from me. Yeah. Shoves the doctor like yeah. over to the wall. Um, she's got a cut and she wow. managed to grab something and bring it out of the dream world into the reality world. Yes, his fedora. And also she has a white streak on her hair because Freddie had burned it in the dream. And that's important in future movies, in future installments of the movie, because when she comes back to uh, in Elm Street 3, she has that white streak on her, in, in her hair. That white streak is canon. That's what that is. It is. I didn't even notice the streak, and I'm not going to watch any sequels, so I won't be <laughs> appreciating the use of what the if, streak. What if our <laughs> listeners demand a sequel schmequel? <laughs> if I'm doing it to appease our listeners, then sure, I'll do that. Oh. Yeah, and Mom recognizes that fedora, too. Oh. She still doesn't want to admit it, though. No, because she, you know... It's like a need-to-know basis. She does not explain until later when she finally has the scene. Uh, but yeah, she's hiding another booze bottle because kitchen. Yeah, because <laughs> next day, um, Nancy's just like, I'm never sleeping again. And so she's <laughs> just drinking coffee like it's going out of style. And um, yeah, mom's playing hide the vodka not very <laughs> well. Um, mom doesn't even believe that's really Freddie's hat. Yeah. She's like, it's got his name on it. Fred Krueger, mother. Fred Krueger. Mom's just, she just won't admit it. And um, Nancy accuses mom of being a lush and gets a slap for that. But then she says, mom says, well, Fred Krueger is dead. Um, So it's impossible that this would be happening. And she still says Nancy's imagining things and she'll feel better when she gets some sleep. (laughs) Screw sleep is the answer to that. (laughs) And then and breaks. There goes a perfectly good bottle of vodka. In like floor. breakaway glass. <laughs> then on the way somewhere on a bridge with palm trees in the wrong part of the country, we've got Glenn <laughs> talking about uh, the Balinese dream skills. Yeah. So instead of screaming at a bad dream, you uh, make it into art, basically. <laughs> and if they're dreaming about a monster they just turn their back on it and take away its energy and it disappears yes well nancy has a better idea she's got a book called booby traps and anti-personnel devices (laughs) he's like what are you reading you know conveniently she has a great cover with that title a little light reading (laughs) yeah that's exactly what you would bring on a date Well, next time she shows up at her house, her mom's uh, had some guys there doing some work. Yeah. The bar's on everything, even that little window on the door. So everything has been barred. Yeah, it's all barred up. Oh, gross is again her (laughs) her, uh, reaction to that. (laughs) So it goes in to confront mom with that. Well, finally mom, mom has something to show her down in the cellar. Yeah, but she like appears like Lights a cigarette. And then she's like, you want to know about Freddie? <laughs> Fred Krueger. I'm going to tell you. And then leads her to the cellar. She says, come down to the cellar with me. So she's talking about Fred Krueger. And Fred Krueger was a filthy child murderer. And talking about the trial. And yeah. so 
here's here's the best line. So Freddie got out because the lawyers got fat and the judge got famous. <laughs> but someone forgot to sign the search warrant. <laughs> yep. <laughs> On technicality, he gets out. But the parents took the law into their own hands. Yeah. Formed a posse. Did Fred just live in a boiler room or did he live in a house with a boiler room underneath it? That's where he takes his victims. Well, they burned down his boiler room, though, didn't they? Well, they burned him in it. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, they yeah. burned. So yeah. he was in the boiler room. Yeah. I don't know if it was his house above it or some other building, but... Um, yeah. He's dead, honey, because mommy killed him. I even took his knives. And that's when it gets <laughs> revealed. Because she reaches into the furnace. And I'm like, what is she getting? <laughs> Another bottle uh, of vodka. <laughs> right. Well, she's got a stash. Yeah. Why would she keep those as a reminder? As a trophy. As a trophy. Uh, yeah, a trophy. Oh, yeah, boy. Yeah. Glenn wearing... In his bedroom. <laughs> Glenn wearing headphones, sweatpants, and a half shirt. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you a had a sleep top. body like that, you'd probably wear it too. What are you saying? No, not you. If one has a... Uh-huh, uh-huh. Try to backpedal. So Nancy hasn't slept in seven days. <laughs> the record is 11. <laughs> right. So she's got, you know, she's not dead yet. Um, so tonight, I don't know why she's going to uh, trust Glenn again after what he did before. <laughs> I know. Yeah. But she's going to get a hold of the sucker, her words. Yes. So she can bring him out when Glenn wakes her up. Yes. Meet me at my porch at midnight and whatever you do, I think this is the worst line reading in the whole thing. <laughs> Don't fall asleep. Which is like, uh -huh. it, she does it more like she's a little kid under a blanket in the tree house with a couple of her friends with a flashlight. They actually took that sound bite and they put it into a rap song in like a later um uh version of <laughs> maybe five or something like that where i think it probably has more gravitas there than it does here it's like D -d 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 don't fall asleep D -d 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 -d. <laughs> yeah it's like that not the most effective line reading is what I'm trying to say. Oh, Heather. She's earning uh, her sad card, okay? Oh, God. Glenn's mom comes in at 11.42 <laughs> yes. and is telling him to get to bed. He's he's watching TV and he's got the headphones on. He yeah. says, Miss Nude America is coming on later. <laughs> and she says, well, you're not going to be able to hear it. And he's, he says, well, who needs to hear that? <laughs> He's like, don't sass me. <laughs> uh -huh. Mom's but, got him off to bed. And then Nancy's mom tucks Nancy in. Well, she's faking sleepiness. Oh, sure. Of course. But, but you know, course. the mom takes like... She takes all the coffee stuff away. <laughs> and then, as soon as the door shuts... <laughs> there's more. She's got a hidden... How does she have that coffee maker? It's a whole Mr. Coffee. It was like yeah, hidden or I mean, something. And couldn't, couldn't the mom smell brewing coffee? <laughs> uh, one would think. It probably just stinks like coffee in there all the time now. 
so Glenn's parents are outside because, you know, they live across the street. I don't know if we mentioned yeah. that. They live right across the street from each other. And they're looking up at the house. Yeah. Glenn's dad says, I think that kid is some kind of lunatic. <laughs> he doesn't even want his son around that girl anymore. Yeah. So that leads to the next scene, which uh, Nancy tries to call Glenn. Yeah. He's asleep already. So mom picks it up on the extension in the hall because <laughs> these are landlines after all. Yes. <laughs> And uh, she's like, oh, it's um, it's Nancy. Uh, um, just a minute. Uh, oh, he's, he's uh, dad's like, give me the phone. Yeah, like, just, man, tell me what to do. Uh, and she's just like, don't call again, click. Yeah, that's, and then that's he's like, it. better yet, <laughs> takes the phone off the hook. Right. That's the final indignity. Yes. So, but then we Nancy starts getting calls anyway, because she's trying to get through getting the business signal. Then the phone starts ringing. So first she picks up and it's the Freddy knife sound. Yes. So she rips the phone out of the wall, immediately remorseful for that. She's like, oh, brilliant. What if Glenn tries to call? Yeah, what indeed. Now you think of that. Well, but then the phone rings again anyway. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you were mentioning this before, weren't you? He says, I'm your boyfriend now, Nancy, and... And then the tongue, which is like uh, an echoing back to a scene earlier when he's in the boiler room with her, where he, he, he flitters his tongue at her. <laughs> flitters, he flitters it. <laughs> it doesn't really flitter out of the phone. It more like, I don't know what the verb is there. Uh, it, pro out. <laughs> it protrudes <laughs> yes, yes forcefully the fact that he said i'm your boyfriend now that that's like she's like oh my boyfriend i think she realizes yes that, oh uh, yeah for sure her boyfriend is not long for this world yeah well because you know she when she in her dream where she saw freddie visit rod that was the premonition and now that he said that it's like he's kind of telling her what he's gonna do next so Glenn is the next target. Oh, my goodness. So she's trying to get out of the house, but a drunken mom has locked her in. She's like, it's locked. It's locked. locked she's just locked, in a locked. total stupor. <laughs> oh, God. And this part. Uh, it's I a dream. Know. Well, yeah, it's a dream. But this is also happening in the corporeal world. Did I say uh -huh. that right? Yes. Um, so the TV signs off with the Star Spangled Banner. So now it's midnight, right? It's midnight. Yeah, and Glenn just starts getting, you see the the hand come up with the knives, and he's just getting dragged into the bed. It sort of turns into a vortex because the TV and all this stuff is getting dragged <laughs> in there with him. Yeah. And I, somehow, I it kind of takes me out of the movie. It, oh. It's just a little bit over the top, even for this. Because this geyser comes yeah. up, and a human body doesn't have that much in it. I'm sorry. Well, yeah, but you know, it's for dramatic effect, right? Mom does have a really nice screaming scene though when she, she opens the does. door. She goes on for a while. I hope that was one take because otherwise she would not have a voice. Oh, she's a pro. She did it all in one take. <laughs> one diaphragm. <laughs> um. Ambulance shows up and uh, they tell the ambulance guys, well, you won't need a stretcher. You'll need a mop. 
it's just i don't know i find it a little silly this part at the same time being kind of grossed out and horrified by it i find it kind of dumb so i don't know if that's what they were going for is it just me no i i I see it's a little silly but here you know we're in the final stretch right so like Uh. we're trying to wrap up a whole lot of plot points that you know fortunately this movie is only 90 minutes but like we're like in like the 70 minute mark already so it's the final reel so a lot of things have to happen and in the final reel we find out that her dad is just a worthless pos uh-huh i mean i kind of got that impression before but now we know for sure because she tells him to come break the door down in 20 minutes because yeah. she's going to go after the guy i'm going to fall asleep and in 20 minutes come and break the door down he's like well yeah that's what you should do is get some sleep uh, yeah that baby that's <laughs> the most important thing you can do kind of so if- tells Kind of tells the deputy to watch the house, but it's very non-committal about it. Yeah, and okay, so she, if twenty minutes is twelve thirty, this is twelve ten. So it was ten minutes after Glenn's geyser happened. I thought she said at twelve twenty, but I'm a little confused anyway because now she's rigging up all the booby traps that she read about in the book. Yeah, and I think this would take hours to do all this stuff. She's <laughs> to doing. cut open a light bulb and fill and to rig up a like yeah yeah rig up the sledgehammer to the you know with the trip wires. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I could do that in a day. And install um, like those locking things on the cellar door and. The- right. but somehow she's she's macgyver i guess (laughs) so all right um so she's putting mom to bed yeah drunkenness while the coroner's in the bathroom uh being sick over what he's witnessed over at glenn's place (laughs) um so she puts mom to bed which doesn't take too much and she says okay kruger we play in your court right so at this point so all of that happened in 10 minutes because now it's 12 20 and she's setting a 10 minute alarm because 12 30 is when her dad is gonna bust open the door as though <laughs> but I, that's when he's supposed to anyway yeah but like at midnight glenn died at 12 before like around 12.10, all the paramedics and the cops have come already and explored. Well, know. this this 20 minutes just went by like like nothing. Well, and her, and her being able to put all that stuff together, <laughs> you know. So she uh, says her prayers. Now I lay me down to sleep. <laughs> down yes. in the basement. Looks at that glove that her mom showed her and the knives are out of the glove now. It's, it's empty of knives. It's been claimed. Here's a little squeaking. <laughs> and we're down to the boiler room again. That boiler room is just everywhere. It's under every location. <laughs> and uh, here's the laughing. You hear Glenn's final death throes, I think. Here yeah, Tina, this is just a bunch of Tina uh, calling to her. Mm-hmm. This is a good buildup of suspense, you know, because it kind of takes a little while and she's walking along these halls under the grates and the dripping and, you know. Looking for, and... for Freddie. Yeah. And now we have the Hugh Crane moment. <laughs> Go for it. Kruger, I'm here. 
<laughs> Ukraine. Uh. <laughs> no. Okay. Finds a crucifix and uh, well, here come the knives. But she's. It, it's like you can't. She can't really see him. It's like he's just sort of yeah. popping up. Yeah. You see the knives pop up. Finds Glenn's uh, former headphones in front of the incinerator. Keeps calling Freddy out. Kruger, where are you? And there he is. And uh, he's after her. She jumps out of a window, which is now her house window. Yeah. <laughs> she's, it's like there was a nice cut there. Dream jump cut. And she's out of the house window and into a bush. <laughs> Checks the time. It's almost time for the alarm to go off. And, you know, it's like, come on, Kruger. I got to get this done before the alarm goes off. So there he is. He pops up again and she just runs after him and grabs him. Yes. The alarm goes off. But he's not there. Yeah, she wakes up in bed alone. First. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'm not crazy. Maybe I'm crazy after all, she says. But there he is. Yeah, so he's in the real world now. Yep. He's corporeal yes so she first she hits him with what a lamp um yeah. and so she's oh, no, no, I think the coffee the coffee urn oh right yeah that's yeah. right okay so right she's right over to the window screaming at the cops that he's in there with her the deputy is just like uh, just just you know everything's gonna be okay just don't <laughs> worry she's screaming that she's actually got the guy in there yeah but they're just not listening because you know well i think that kid's a lunatic <laughs> so um oh god so this is where the nice booby trap sequence starts. yeah it's home alone the whole th this is home alone <laughs> <laughs> so freddie breaks through a door gets the sledgehammer in the face <laughs> or in the gut and, yeah yeah then he falls down the stairs um yep you know the deputy's like Oh, maybe I should, maybe I better go tell the lieutenant, he says, <laughs> after she's screamed out the door and window a few times. Now, okay, is it just me or has Freddie's voice changed by now? Because wasn't it before kind of this come to Freddie? Wasn't it higher? Now it's like, I'm going to split you in yeah. two. Yeah. Is that, is this what happens when he gets mad or did they like? <laughs> this is a different dubbing day. <laughs> So he's coming after her there, and then we got the tripwire and, and the, yeah. the light bulb. <laughs> that she had sawed open and put gunpowder in 10 minutes. Well, if nothing else, how long would it take you to find gunpowder in your house? Who has gunpowder? Well, she, they show her, like, emptying it from shelves. Yeah, okay, well, Daddy obviously had some police <laughs> weapons around. Um. <laughs> yes. I mean, there'd go my day just doing the gunpowder. <laughs> oh. Okay, so so then what does she do? And then she runs down, like, to the cellar, right? We're getting all Cape Fear up in here now. <laughs> well, she throws whatever flammable liquid that yes. is at him. <laughs> it looked then... like a jar of pee, but okay, yeah. <laughs> and then throws the match at him yes. so he's just the oh my god the the stunt guy in the suit he's oh, just yeah. burning for quite a while yes yeah. so he's trying to get up the stairs and not making it yeah she slams the 
door. Oh, well, she like throws oh, the door open again. He falls she, back down. She gets him with the door. That's always <laughs> that always. Uh, I, I always enjoy that when somebody gets it with a door. Um, you know, Daddy finally decides to show up after all this. Finally, break the door down. Yeah. Well, she thought Fred was dead within all that fire, but then what do we see? You see footsteps of fire leading from the from the around the corner from the basement through the living room up the stairs. He's after mom. Yeah. So in mom's bedroom, he's just right on top of mom. He's yeah. all, all <laughs> yeah. burning and stuff. You can't see her under there. Yeah. She so uses a chair to knock him. Right, she gets him with a chair, and then a sort of charred uh, mm-hmm. form sort of sinks down into the bed. Yeah, here's where Heather kind of does an interesting, another interesting choice. Just her uh-huh. face; she's kind of like, she's just real resolved now. I guess she's <laughs> she's smiling a lot. And go downstairs, Daddy. <laughs> okay, you go downstairs. Yeah, because now she she knows what to do. She yes. she understands Freddie now. Of so course. a cool effect. They use the same spandex fabric. Freddie emerges from the bed with his bloody face first, and then he uses his knives to cut the sheet open. And he comes out, but she has her back to him because she followed uh, Glenn's advice. The Balinese advice. She's like, Kruger, I know the secret now. This is just a dream. I take back every bit of energy I ever gave you. You're nothing. You're bleep. (laughs) Yes. Good job. Good job. So she just gives him her back. Yes. And uh, right as she's gonna, she's going to the doorknob and he goes, he does a, he does a Poseidon. (laughs) Yes. And then kind of turns into like um, Xanadu cartoon. (laughs) He does a Ukraine Poseidon Xanadu. (laughs) Yes. But then she reaches for the door and opens it. Yeah. And all of a sudden it's bright and sunny and yeah gauzy and and overexposed and there's mom all put together you know baby i i think i'm just gonna give up drinking i just don't need it anymore i feel like a million bucks are you okay baby did you sleep okay you you look a little pale (laughs) yeah i guess i just slept heavy (laughs) so she sees her off here come her friends in the car you Mm. know Gets into the car, Glenn's driving, you know, the the soft top kind of comes down like too fast and kind of startles them all and, and everything's uh, all funny and everything. But then the windows are closing and the everything's yeah. happening. And did you notice that the convertible top is like striped red and green? Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah. Oh my God. And, uh, Nancy's screaming for her mom and yeah and uh, keeps waving and and uh Glenn's like I'm not doing it I'm not doing it as the windows are all rolling up yeah and Freddie suddenly bursts through the little window in the door somehow manages to haul mom right through that little window 
<laughs> and they it looked like they sped up the video because it's like <laughs> oh yeah it's it's yeah it's quite the uh like a suppository yeah <laughs> and there are the slow motion jump ropers again maybe the whole thing was a dream from beginning to end because it's exactly the way it was back then and yet you know the whole thing's starting all over again so i mean what is real what's a dream i don't know right fades to black and then credits with a weird song, a night, very 80s-tastic song called Nightmare. <laughs> well, yeah, it's like, it's a nightmare. What, what are the words? like? It's a nightmare. <laughs> okay, so there we are. Well, did it fulfill all your dreams and fantasies? <laughs> it fulfilled all my nightmares, I can tell you that. So I'm gonna, just going to summarize briefly. Uh, Using Ronnie Blakely's words. <laughs> I think that there are some really effective parts of this film. I think the music is really, really sets the mood and sustains it. I think that there are a lot of effects that are used to, to great effect. <laughs> <laughs> I think Freddy is a very scary horror villain. I think that Heather Langenkamp is a terrible actress, at least in this film. I believe that I am a little one note, <laughs> to say the least. And John Saxon, I just sort of always am irritated by him, by his very virtue of existing. And the character in this film, played by John Saxon, is a real douchebag, baby. I think that's all Roddy has to say. <laughs> Thank you, Ms. Blakely. <laughs> okay, here are my final thoughts. I think this really set me on a path um, to enjoy horror movies and all of its glory, whether it's um, it plays with your mind like this one, or it happens at a camp, or it happens at a haunted house. <laughs> yeah, they do happen at camps quite a bit. <laughs> they do, they do. <laughs> and as somebody who has followed the Elm Street saga all the way to the 2010 remake, um, I've really appreciated everything. And I think a lot of it is a credit to uh, Wes Craven. Well, I, I kind of see this movie that we just talked about. I see it as something that most lend it, lends itself to a bunch of friends getting together and making fun of it. It's, it's of a genre that it's most fun with friends where you don't take it seriously. Yeah, yeah. I, I, okay. Yeah. That's, I, do you watch it for thrills and chills and, and all that stuff? No, no. I think when this was new to me, yeah. But I've kind of, I love it. It's in my, you know, top, I say that every movie. It's in my top 20. Everything's but... in your top 20. Your top 20 is hundreds. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but I, I truly do say this is in my top 20. Um but I would not say that about all the others, all the sequels. So what do you think is going to happen in 2010? How much of it will they keep and how much of it will they reinterpret for a new audience? I don't know what they're going to do, but all I care about is that they keep Tina. Okay, well, find out next time on <laughs> Remake. Shmemake, baby. <laughs> One 
two, Freddy's come for you. Three, four, better lock your door. Five, six, grab your crucifix. Wrong key. I'm seeing the bathtub version. 